This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hey. Hello. All right. To continue our Halloween month spookathon, we're going to be talking about Young Frankenstein. Scott, take it away. My second favorite Mel Brooks movie. Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, we've talked about this before. I think everybody's favorite would probably be Blazing Saddles, if not that Spaceballs. Nope. Nope. Really? History of the world. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's got such a great catalog, but uh, and I celebrate all of it. Mm-hmm. Nice. No, Maybe. I can't. I can't decide. <laughs> I'm the exact same way. <laughs> you goddamn right, you are. You can just call me Mike. The 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 difference between this and Blazing Saddles, I think, is I, I always thought of Young Frankenstein as once the in color. Yes, well, <laughs> you nailed it, Alex. Thanks. Mm-hmm. There's black and whites in both of them, but one's in color. Anyway. <laughs> no good? Too soon? Work on it. Did either of you guys see the news story about a party going on at UCLA? It was a frat party slash sorority party. Where it was Kanye West themed. The idea was you dress up as Kanye West or Kim Kardashian, whatever that means. Well, some people took that a little too literal, and a bunch of people showed up in blackface. Oh, damn. And some people were not happy about it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I know. Go figure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You'd, you'd think college students in California would, <laughs> would think twice about that, but... I guess not. Anyway. Stay on topic. So the, for me, the difference between the this and Blazing Saddles, uh, as far as which one I like more, I, I always felt this was like the, the better film, if that makes any sense. This, this is more going for the, the, the story plays a stronger role in this than it does in Blazing Saddles. Uh, Blazing Saddles, most of it's just the gags, or well, not most of it, but it's more about the gags than the uh, than the underlying story. And this is classic homage to uh, Frankenstein's monster, Boris Karloff. Yes, mm-hmm. and and you know the black and white, and and it always uh, walks the line between kind of pointing and laughing at those movies, but at the same time, it, you could tell that Brooks and Wilder who co-wrote it. Uh, they, they respected the genre and they respected the old movies. Have you seen that uh, documentary where they interview Mel Brooks? I, I think, think I Jeff, have. you talked about it, right? I think Brian mentioned it in the past. I mean, I've seen a bunch of documentaries of Mel Brooks. I don't know if it's the one you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I saw it on Netflix. But anyways, he was talking about Young Frankenstein and he was talking to the studio and saying, no, we have to do it in black and white. And the studio is like, oh, you know what? They're, they're fighting him and they're like, you know what? We'll just uh, shoot it in color, but then we'll... Um, what about, oh, what's, what's, desaturate 
the whole film so it'll be in black and white. And it's like, no, because then you could easily just resaturate it and print it out in color without, you know, me having any say in it. And he fought them until they absolutely did it with just black and white film. Yeah, he, Brooks had a reputation for telling <laughs> studio heads to basically fuck off. Yep. <laughs> and he got away with it, too, for the most yeah. part. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, there was a similar story. Um, Mel Brooks produced The Elephant Man, uh, which is not a comedy, by the way. <laughs> it is not. And, uh, the Fly. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He did The, the Fly? fly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was his, uh, what was it, uh, Brooks Films, his uh, other side company that did, like, crazy stuff like this. Yeah. Mm. So, so he produced, you know, Young David Lynch, uh, in black that was, and white. That was a great movie, by the way, Young David Lynch. Yes, that was a sequel to Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Young, Young David Lynch directing The Elephant Man and in black and white, and the studio heads did not like what was going on with it. Um, after they'd set up a viewing with Mel Brooks and David Lynch, set up in a the theater to show the studio heads, and they came back with a bunch of notes and telling them this, the, you know, different things to do with the movie. It's not funny. Yeah, to... To which Mel Brooks decided, or basically told them, we, we entered into agreement that you would pay us to make this movie. I, I don't take the opinion of dumb animals, is basically is, is, is what he told them, and they just kept everything as it was. I am not an animal. So, back, back to the movie at hand, again, mm-hmm. Frankenstein. Uh, Frankenstein. Starts off with the, the funeral, if I remember correctly, of Victor von Frankenstein. And mm-hmm. word gets sent to America to, uh... Young Frankenstein. To Young Frankenstein. Thank you, yeah. Alex. Um, just trying to remember the first name real quick here. I don't, do yeah. that. I don't think they ever say his, his first name. They just call doctor. him Doctor? Yeah, just call him Doctor. <laughs> yeah. Doctor. You can trust me. I am Doctor. Yeah. So the word... Word gets to him... Uh, you just got to travel across the pond. Um, you get another Madeline Kahn nice. role. And is this her last role? It isn't, right? No, it's not her last Oh, role. yeah, History of the World, duh. No, no, she she was in other stuff after, way after that. Right, but it was stupid of me to think that. It's yes. stupid of me to think a lot of things. <laughs> you can just stop it. It's stupid of you to that. think. <laughs> and just leave it, leave it at the end there. You, you don't need to qualify it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, another great role for Madeline Kahn. Uh, still Kahn. not not as like nearly as as iconic as Lily von Stupp, but still pretty funny. Mm-hmm. She's this you know, overbearing heiress, soon to be heiress, and she's just giving Gene <laughs> Wilder blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> Until he gets sent off to Transylvania, and that's where you meet uh, the one of the people that kind of I I can't say one person steals the show here because there's some some pretty classic stuff going on here. But you meet mm-hmm. I, you meet Igor. <laughs> <laughs> Igor, it's pronounced Igor. Igor yes, yeah, oh. just, just as Gene Wilder's character insists that everybody call him Frankenstein instead of Frankenstein mm-hmm. in order to. Uh, Remove any link between him and his crazy grandfather. <laughs> they 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 go to this old castle and you're introduced to F- to Frau Blucher, 
<laughs> Another pretty funny role from Cloris Leachman. When they have the, the the stupid horse winning every time they say her name. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> in, in horror. Uh, uh. Soon also get introduced to a young Terry Gar as Inga. And... Gar. Yeah, they're shown around the castle. He... It, movie kind of slows down a little bit here. Get introduced to the the townsfolk, uh, mostly Kenneth Mars as Inspector Kemp with his wooden hand. <laughs> and there's oh, every scene he's in. There's some gag with the with the hand. Uh, but yeah, they the townspeople are worried that he's going to try to do his grandfather's research and bring the monster or bring a monster back to life. But he convinces everybody, no, 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 I'm just here because, you know, he inherited the castle. Then he stumbles into the secret laboratory and he starts reading up on his research and he decides he's going to try it. From there, crazy bastard. Yes. And from there he sends uh, Igor off to get a brain. You get one of my all-time favorite <laughs> favorite scenes. I do love this scene. He's trying, he's trying to pick all the brains. Uh, he accidentally drops the one that he was supposed to get, so he just grabs another one. <laughs> and after the brain has been put into the monster, <laughs> things don't go right. And Gene Wilder asks him, you know, who's ready to get? And he says, Abby someone. <laughs> Abby normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, An abnormal brain at the end? Yeah. Uh, the great, great Marty Feldman. <laughs> His hump switches sides in a couple scenes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Eh, never mind. It's kind of like a what you call it, Jerry Lewis's mole. Yeah, I have a mole. <laughs> Gold. So he basically becomes what he f- what he feared. He becomes the creator of the monster. And, then, and he takes on the name finally. Yes. Frankenstein! Uh, so Peter Boyle is brought back from the dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wearing, wearing, wearing platform shoes. Mm-hmm. And he's... Uh, just like Boris Karloff. Yeah, and he's he's great as the monster. Just kind of the monosyllabic grunts and expressions. Uh, he, he soon escapes. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a weird Gene Wilder cameo. Not Gene Wilder, uh, Gene Hackman. There's two genes in this movie. And Gene Grey wanders in. And then Gene Parmesan. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody saw him coming. Oddly enough. Yeah. <laughs> he got me again! <laughs> they, get a, they, they find the monster. <laughs> and then, all-time classic scene. If, if we ever did a list of just top ten favorite scenes, I guess. It's it's kind of general, but the the putting on the Ritz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in order to demonstrate uh, his his research, he has the monster and himself do a rendition of uh, Irving Berlin's "Putting on the Ritz" in front of uh, an audience of peers, I guess, scientists, and <laughs> they they do this whole big choreographed dance and. Uh, they do some tapping. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah, the whole, the whole time. 
Yeah, Gene Gene Wilder singing all the words and then <laughs> Super duper <laughs> Putting on the Ritz. It's so freaking ridiculous. I think in the documentary Mel Brooks is like, I didn't think this was gonna work. <laughs> this is so stupid that it can't possibly be funny. Of course I was wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, the one of the light bulbs breaks and the monster being afraid of fire. Uh, runs off again to the final confrontation where they get the monster to come back one more time and in order to save him uh, Gene Wilder Dr. Frankenstein puts some of his brain into the monster mm-hmm. uh, and everybody lives happily ever after that's right there's so many gags along the way so let's just ah, let's just uh, start um, just naming our, our favorite ones here um you get the <laughs> the Marty Feldman once uh Mylon Khan's character arrives at the castle when <laughs> uh Gene Wilder tells him to take to bring the bags up. He does a Gretcho Marx impression and says <laughs> You take the blonde and I'll take the brunette. <laughs> By the way, I started watching Duck Soup. I don't know what the hell was going on in that movie. You're not supposed to. Jeebus, it was weird. But <laughs> I was like, is this funny? I don't. I can't tell. The, the, yeah, I haven't watched any of those in a long time, but I watched them a lot when I was a kid, and I always loved them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, give I'll, it, I'll give it another shot. But yeah, the Marx Brothers. See, the idea was just that everybody they run across is just kind of an idiot or a straight man. So they got all of the the gags. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. All right, I'll give it a second watch. Anyways, there's duck soup, horse feathers, either one. Mm-hmm. Another one of my favorite gags from Young Frankenstein uh, is when <laughs> Madeline Kahn's character actually sleeps with uh, the monster, <laughs> and then. He gets bored and he's like, and he just walks off and Madeline Kahn's like, oh yeah, go ahead, run. Seven or eight quick ones and you're off to tell the boys. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I think I love him. (laughs) (laughs) She she sings the, love it. How does it go? Love at long last, I found you. (laughs) Oh yeah. <laughs> and that that joke gets brought back at the very end when uh, uh, the, yeah, the monster's but... now civilized. <laughs> and Khan and and him are married and they're back in New York and he's he's laying in bed reading a newspaper and she comes in and she's got the bride of Frankenstein hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she does this little dance uh, and she's being kind of obnoxious and, <laughs> and he just looks up from his newspaper. He's got reading glasses on. The monster looks up and just looks at the camera and goes, <laughs> even though he's perfectly capable of speech at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ends with uh, Frankenstein and Inga. They've gotten married, and she asks him what he got from the from the monster. And all of a sudden, some violin music starts playing from elsewhere, which triggers <laughs> his his monster instinct. And yeah, the, the camera pans in, his eyes get big, and he starts uh, grunting like the monster. And off camera, you hear her start like kind of shrieking. 
It's like, oh, oh. And then she does the same song. Yeah. <laughs> Love at the dark last, I found you. And that's the <laughs> that's that's the very last thing that happens in the movie. Right there. Then she says, stop. He says, stop sucking on my arm. <laughs> Wrong movie. Oh. Wrong movie that that didn't happen in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. What was your favorite scene, Jeff? Um, I don't remember <laughs> any scenes other than the roll in the hay <laughs> and uh, that the, obviously the, the putting on the Ritz scene. Those are the scenes I remember. I've seen this movie once. It was a long time ago. I remember the singing Frankenstein and the for some reason the girl rolling in the hay. Or something about knockers too, or something, isn't there? I don't remember or the yeah. door. Yeah. <laughs> nice knockers. Thank you. Uh, the I know Jeff's favorite scene is the one who's like, no matter what happens. Yeah, that's look this door. That's my second favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. Do not open it for any reason. All right. <laughs> no matter how much I beg, no matter how much I scream and beg you, do not open this door. That's right. <laughs> Closes the door behind him. What are you insane? Get me out of here! Come on, open the door! <laughs> open the goddamn door! I'll kick your rotten heads in! <laughs> uh, Gene Wilder is at his best when he's screaming in movies. Oh my gosh. Good day, sir! Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, so I don't I don't have much to add on this movie except for... I did see an interview... Was it an interview or a documentary with... Or a commentary with Mel Brooks saying that... Um... Gene Wilder actually, you know, he wrote and came up with a story for Young Frankenstein, and he was looking for it to be made, and he couldn't. And then when when Mel Brooks was making Blades and Saddles, the guy who was going to originally play, um, that's right, it was, was going to play the Waco Kid. Yeah, the Waco Kid got sick, so at the last minute he had the call. He's like, "Okay, I'll do it, but you have to help me make Young Frankenstein." So it was kind of like, "I'll do this for you, if you, I'll, you know, I'll rub your back if you rub mine." So that's how Young Frankenstein got made. Pretty interesting. Yeah. I think that was the same documentary I watched. Okay. And then he also, Brooks also said, right around that time is when Gene Wilder kind of left him and started doing his own things. And that's the only reason why Mel Brooks started showing up in his movies. He's like, he lost Wilder, so he had to step in and start putting mm. himself in front of the camera. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, after... His, so... Was there has there been an actor that's been in more than two of his movies, other than himself? Demonet, <laughs> Dom DeLuise, or somebody, or Dom, uh... yeah, that's right. Dom DeLuise has been in, like all of them. That's true. <laughs> uh, What's Demonet's name? That guy. Yeah, Bobby that guy. Corman. He's well, I guess three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Jackie the Dead and Loving it. He... Madeline Madeline Kahn. She was only in two. I thought. Oh no, she was in. It's in the world. What I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So three. Come on, man. Yeah, sorry, sorry. And I guess he, he himself, Hal Brooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's an old The Petamine. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> no, he's only a I have not kissed the bride. It's my <laughs> royal right. <laughs> it's good to be the king. <laughs> so... Any other scenes, Alex? Uh, those are my favorite. Yeah, the the le- the screaming at the doors is great. Uh, Gotta rewatch this movie. The f- Frau Blucher when she talks about being Victor Frankenstein's lover. 
she she caps off her her speech with, "That's right. <laughs> she was my boyfriend." <laughs> <laughs> Golden. Go watch it, people. It's yes. Halloween. Yes. So, speaking of horror movies, uh, talking a little bit about Frankenstein monster, Frankenstein's monster. I don't know how familiar you are with the other movies in the, uh, the pantheon, as it were. What What are your your favorite Frankenstein movies? The original. <laughs> hmm. The original. I mean, even that one that I've only seen like two or three times. That might be the only other one I've seen. What, I mean, what other Frankenstein movies are there? Like, do the monsters count? <laughs> yeah, any, anything that had Frankenstein in it. <laughs> has there has there been a theatrical release for the monsters movie? No. I was just I gonna don't. say, but I was getting confused with the Adams family. Yeah, I don't. You'd think that would be like they, they seem to have no problem doing other shit. If they're gonna make a like they did the Battleship movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're doing what? What are they doing next? The Something really stupid. Pez. Yeah, the Pez movie. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, they're doing a Pez like Pez. like wouldn't somebody say, "Oh, let's do the <laughs> the uh, the monsters," but yeah, I guess not. Yeah, but this goes back to I think we've had this conversation. Is so those are already old for us, right? Those shows, Adam's Family, Monsters. Yeah, right? they were black but, and white for Pete's sake. Right. But that was because there was only, you know, the seven channels or whatever. We had to watch. We had to watch. Like, nowadays... Oh, UHF. Is stuff like that going to disappear for kids? Like, like I Love Lucy, Gilligan's Island, That's all those shows. That's true, because now they have television. Yeah, television. Yeah, we they were kind of forced to they, watch they have, they have stations that are geared exclusively towards kids. Yeah. Like or dozen, YouTube. Doesn't or, or YouTube. Although, be a pretty poor parent if you just let your kid... <laughs> watch YouTube all day long. Yeah, you know, they're gonna do it. Yeah, I'm wondering if stuff like that won't. It's is gonna kind of finally fade away because there's no reason why a kid has to watch that anymore. Well, we had to. It's like, all right, cartoons are over. I used to hate it, and all of a sudden the black and white would come up, and the I Love Lucy logo would come up. I'm like, damn it! All right, I'll watch. Right. <laughs> I mean, I used to watch Nick at Night, and so I used to watch all those old black and white, like the Patty Duke show. When did you watch it? Hmm? Did during, you watch it at night? Typically, typically during the day. Oh. <laughs> no, at night it was had a kick-ass lineup. It was always uh, kick-ass. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was Get Smart. I that was must-see TV for me. And as a kid, more Mel Brooks. I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. I as a kid, I did not realize that it was an old show. <laughs> I thought it was just a new show. Like I, I didn't realize Nick at Night's whole thing was the old. You know, whatever. That's how I'm going to trick my kids into watching these old shows. <laughs> hey, they got this new DVD set of this brand new show. Straight to DVD. Watch it. Yeah, I, I don't know how I got through so many episodes of Green Acres. Or, <laughs> I've only seen one episode of yeah, Green the, Acres. The Patty Duke show. or Never seen that. Uh, Darby O'Gill. I think it was what it was called. What show are you watching? I never this is all, all stuff that was on Nick at Night when I was a kid. This is like when cable was in its infancy. <laughs> when, when there was only like, you, you talked about how there were seven channels, but there was like an extra eight cable channels. <laughs> so yes. it's like, this is on Nickelodeon, obviously. Uh, yeah, Get Smart. Uh, that was on the regular TV, because I remember my dad, I'd watch that with my dad. That was one of the few ones, like that, 
Gilligan's Island, and then Gilligan's Batman. Island. Uh, uh, Lucy, Adam West, yeah, Batman. The, the Batman. Um, what were the other shows? Mr. Ed. You had to see some episodes of that. Huh, I've seen uh, not really. We didn't. Lassie. Lassie, yeah. Tintin. Not Tintin. Or Rin Tintin. No, that wasn't... That wasn't... Yeah, no, that was No, that wasn't... I don't think that was a black and white TV show. I don't remember why... Yeah, leave, leave it to Beaver. Rin Tintin yes. was a black and white TV show. <laughs> what are you talking about? What, what's, what's the question? Rin Tin Tin. What about it? Scott said that it wasn't a black and white TV show, but it was. Uh, I don't... I don't, I, I don't... You might be right, Alex. I don't remember. It's a German Shepherd that, you know, fought for us in the army. USA. It was too controversial post-World War II to have a German main <laughs> character. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it wasn't, it wasn't around. Much like Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> yeah, Hogan's Heroes, Mikhail's Navy... You mentioned Leave It to Beaver. My parents love that. They still, to this day, when they give Christmas gifts to each other, they're like, to Ward from June. Stuff like that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Brian and I, I'm Wally. Brian's Beave. <laughs> the Beave. I think there's something wrong with the Beaver. <laughs> I just know the movie where Shooter McGavin's the dad. I didn't know there was a movie. Yeah. Shooter McGavin's the dad. <laughs> He was also Boss Hog. What's he doing taking away all these prime roles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I could, I could, I was a TV child, so <laughs> that's not even the shit on uh, the Disney Channel, like My Three Sons, uh, Simon and Simon. Hey, Scott, you're naming all these shows I haven't heard. The Courtship heard. of oh. Eddie's Father. I haven't heard of that, and I don't think I want to watch that show. <laughs> Anyways, gotten way off topic here. Yep. Uh, so we're talking about the Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein's. You were we were asking. That's what <laughs> yeah, started. Yeah, Frankenstein's. Yeah. Frankenstein's. So what's the other one? I know there was like a Mary Shelley's version. Like the, yeah, it was the Robert De Niro, Kenneth Branagh. I never called, saw It's called that. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. What was the one where the dude is in the future and he has an accident and he goes back in time, and he has to fight a Frankenstein? No idea what you're talking about. That's one of the random movies that my dad picked up one year from the uh, Asian video store. Should I thinking of uh, of Raxus, Guardian of the Galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure because this. Uh, hey, Spindle Thorson, don't even. All right, Spindle uh, Thorson uh, was uh, not uh, in this movie. I, I apologize. But this one, uh, yeah, some dude. I want to say it, it, he kind of looked like John Hurt. It might have been him, but I'm not sure. He you're he's a scientist. Of, like, Time also, you're not thinking of uh, like time machine, are you? No, not time. I've seen time machine. It's not time machine. Okay. But this was made like in the 90s, and dude goes back in time. He still has like a talking computer on his wrist, and it tells him that there's zero pollution. He's like, how is this possible? Then at the end, he fights a Frankenstein, and the Frankenstein like pulls off his own arm, and he starts beating him with it. It sounds. It sounds like you're describing Kung Fury. <laughs> <laughs> It is not Kung Fury, but man, I love Kung Fury. I'm gonna have to look this up. Did I know this movie is real new... and not a dream. Okay. Did you guys see the new one that just came out, like I Frankenstein or something? It's it's <laughs> it's been on cable and Netflix forever, and I've not been able to get myself to look. That was I one heard of those it's mo- terrible. Yeah, it's one of those movies where all of a sudden it was in the theaters and then it was gone. <laughs> it's on my list. <laughs> I gotta watch it. 
Yeah. It's got what's his face? Or the guy from Dark Knight? Um, Two Face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Eckhart. Eckhart. Yeah. He, obviously, he didn't think of the future. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. Ah, that margarita's good. See, I, I this beer is good. I mean, I as far as just pure Frankenstein, this monster, I'd go with the original. Uh, the worst one, I'd go with Van Helsing, just because <laughs> of the movie Baloo. Although it was, was interesting, Frankenstein in that? It, was, it was an interesting take on Frankenstein's monster. Do video games count Darkstalkers? Sure. Yeah, Darkstalkers. That's Castlevania. Castlevania. <laughs> he was one of the bosses, yeah. Yeah, and the monkey, or whatever uh, it was. Ball, ball knob from Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But man, in Castlevania, all you had to do was toss a couple holy waters out there, and he was toast. 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 <laughs> so, does it bother you when people call him Frankenstein instead of Frankenstein's it, monster? It doesn't. It's one of those things where it doesn't bother me, but I always try to, to say Frankenstein's monster... Just, okay, but you won't correct somebody? No. Good. Oh, speaking of which... And don't, I thought don't of all me, people don't, you might do that. Don't, no, it, don't get me wrong. I will collect, I'll correct other people on plenty of other shit. But mm-hmm. like at this point, it's kind of all one package. Right. So that's not how I think of it. Do you guys remember when Fox was... It, there was like a couple of years when Fox just tried to get spinoff after spinoff as a show? You know, with Top of the Heap and... The the radio. It was mostly from Married with Children, but they should have just stopped at top of the heap. That was yeah. great. <laughs> but they also tried to do a uh, made-for-TV movie about Frankenstein. These college kids like actually brought him back to life or something, and then, but at the end, he came all civilized and stuff. He's like, oh, oh, this is an exchange student, and we call him Frank. Kind of, kind of like a uh, uh, Encino Man type of deal, but he was smart. Cousin, from- cousin Frankenstein. <laughs> Something like that. From, and I get the feeling like they were trying to make a TV show out of it, but it never took off. Of course. I remember... Uh, like, the... Fantasy stuff. They tried to do... Uh, a Snow White TV show. I don't know if you guys remember that one. No. Right. I do not remember that one. Yeah. It had some little people in it, obviously. But it was like modern... Took place in modern times, and it was like another fish out of water thing. We're like, oh, in fantasy world, you know, we don't have these like, <laughs> fancy running water, these horseless carriages. In fantasy world, yeah, in fantasy world, <laughs> you poisoned apples. So, but I do remember what Alex was talking about. There was like Sunday night was always like The Simpsons, Meredith Children. There was something else. Merited Children, and that 9.30 slot was like every year there was something new. Yeah, some experimental show that was like Her- Herman's Head. Yeah. Except Herman's Head lasted for like a couple seasons. Yeah. What was the one that just completely changed the format of the show, but just like basically kept the name? I don't think it was... Never mind, it wasn't a Fox show. It was the one with Nikki Cox on it, though. Oh. Oh, shit. I just and, talked about and, this. And from E, from... Yeah, unhappily ever after. Yeah, that's yeah, that was it. Yeah. So yeah, everybody from that show went on to like be something. <laughs> well, kind of anyway. Yeah. I know the dad played the president in some TV show. Yeah. He's the dad in Dexter. 
He's not the dad in Dexter. That's a different guy. You sure about that? Yeah. I'm hey. positive. The dad in Dexter was one of the warriors. Oh, sorry. Not the dad in Dexter. He's the, like, the police captain or something like that. Yeah, he was, yeah, the guy's always the, like, yeah, he's always the captain or the senator. <laughs> one of the two. Yeah, he's the guy who worked with Dexter's dad, and he's always, like, he's pissed off at the uh, Guarda. Anyway. He's uh, okay. But yeah, Nikki Cox, dude. Have you seen her? She looks terrible now. <laughs> really? Oh man, I was so in love with her back in the day. Now she oh, she had so much like surgery and stuff. Ugh. Mm. Scary. It's no bueno. Don't look it up. You'll get nightmares. Okay. You should go see her on Vegas. Or oh, Las Vegas yeah. or whatever the hell that she show was called. She was age. No, she was like the like the fourth most attractive <laughs> one on that show. James Kahn was number one. Yes. And it had uh, Nicolas Cage's wife from The Rock. Oh, oh shit, that's right. And Bonnie Naughty. Sims. Yeah. I heard she was the prom queen. Whoa! Whoa! Well then. <laughs> is it time for Is it time for it? Well, what was the topic we were talking about? <laughs> so, favorite, favorite Frankenstein. So, just, just to okay. try to keep in the... the Halloween theme here. Um, so Alex mentioned Darkstalkers. Um, and I love that game. The, the Van Helsing movie, which was terrible. Ugh, the Frankenstein but... character, the Frankenstein's monster character in that was actually one of the better better things about the movie. Uh, I Even with Kate Beckinsale. Ooh, what about Monster Squad? Monster Squad, yeah, there you Fra- go. Frankenstein was a good guy. Yeah. Frankenstein's monster was a good guy. There you go. He held a teddy bear into that dark portal, portal where all the deadites went. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same premise. I have I have not seen that movie since I was a kid. So. Oh, Jeebus. I got it on Blu-ray. Movie's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. I can't wait to see it with my kids. I, speaking of dumb, I, was, uh, I came across a, a quote from... Showdown in Little Tokyo today. Yeah. We need to rewatch that again. Hell yeah, we do. <laughs> Anyways, uh, any, any more on Frankenstein's monster? More on. I can't think of any. Of Great any. all-time. Now, Dr. Frankenstein wasn't based, oh, the stories weren't based on a real doctor, right? Or were they? No. It was all Mary Shelley, you know, it was, fiction. It was fiction, yes. Has anybody read, have you guys read <laughs> the book? There's a term for it, fiction. <laughs> well, it could have been, you know, I, some crazy whacked out so, somehow I missed, based on a real dude. Somehow I missed the book because that's usually required reading at some point if you if you do enough schooling. Really? So, yeah. Oh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I missed the book too. No, I read it. How yeah. same high school? How did cuz that's why I saw the movie for the first time too is in school. We read the book and then watched the movie. Yeah. Maybe it's oh. every other year like how Meshuk does the Iliad or the Odyssey. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe I was in the remedial English class. I don't know. So, so you were reading... In with the ESL kids? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you were reading Hop on Pop? Yes. <laughs> Green eggs and ham? So sad how they hopped on Pop. <laughs> <laughs> one last thing about Young Frankenstein. One of my favorite all-time lines in The Simpsons was when Homer was a, was a uh, limo chauffeur... 
And he's like, wow, I can't believe my first customer is uh, comedy legend Mel Brooks. Hey, let's do that 1,000-year-old man thing. <laughs> and he goes into that whole spiel. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you're like your movie Young Frankenstein? Scared the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So, so real quick before we get into the news here, um, since we're talking about this. Of the Universal Monsters, what, which ones are your favorites? So that's... Oh, damn it. I'm so, or I mean, well, what, what what order would you put them, I should say? Like, uh, so the, Universal the is... Uh, Dracula. Dracula, Frankenstein's monster. Black Lagoon. Black Lagoon. The mummy. Werewolf. Werewolf. Or Wolfman. Yeah. Mummy. Man wolf. Was a wolf that turns into a man on the full moon. <laughs> was werewolf was a werewolf in London universal? Probably not. I don't know, but uh, like the was it Lon Chaney or whatever that one was. Okay, yeah, that was for sure. Yeah. I was Lon Chaney's lover. <laughs> I haven't seen some of those, so I can't go by the movie. But like my favorite monster, uh, was either Dracula or werewolf. I. <laughs> Nobody likes the blank lagoon monster. Yeah, he kind of gets the short shift. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's like the Aquaman of the <laughs> yeah. the universe of monsters. He is the Aquaman like in a literal sense. Monster world. But yeah, we're gonna go terrorize the town, and then the creature would be like, "Awesome, awesome!" Is it within like 500 feet of the the scummy pond I lived in? And they'd, and they'd be like, oh, sorry, it's across town. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you about it when we get back. <laughs> then he and Swamp Thing get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. I actually, I'm, I'm, I should watch some of those, because I haven't seen any of the black and white Universal Monster movies. Yeah, you should. I mean, they're not going to scare you at all, but, <laughs> but you should watch them for just their classicness. See, that's the thing. I think I have to show my kids those movies when they're about three or four so that they can be scared of those. Because anything past that... What if you can start with all the uh, Abbott and Costello? <laughs> Just like the Japanese did? Yeah, so Abbott and Costello meet the meet the mummy, or they meet the wolfman. Scared the hell out meet, of me. <laughs> yeah, they meet Dracula. <laughs> I think they met all the monsters, pretty much. El Santo contra la Mumia? <laughs> Abbott and Costello meet the Chupacabra. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching... Actually, we should, I'll just not plug it, but talk about it. There's that 100 Scariest Movie Moments on Bravo. Hmm. and it, it aired like, I don't know, eight years ago now. But they, they probably play it every year. And they just go through and they list. It was like four or five episodes long. They just go through and do the 100 Scariest Movie Moments. Let me, really good. Just check it out. I make it an annual thing. Yeah. Let me Let me guess... Which one was number one? Do you remember what it was? Yes. Okay. Uh, is it from Exorcist? No. Hmm. <laughs> Alex's favorite movie. Yes, well, I'm not sleeping tonight. <laughs> it's not from The Exorcist. Jeez. Uh, was it from Psycho? Nope. Ah. Was so, it from House on Top Ten? What? House on Haunted Hill? The there original? was a scene from it, but not number one. Okay. From the abominable Mr. Fibs? Or Dr. Fibs? They, they call, call me, me Doctor Fibs. Yes, <laughs> I I watched it. I watched that the first time uh, like a month and a half ago. I'd never seen it before. It's kind of a rough watch now. What movie was that, anyways? Heat I know it night. had Sydney Poitier. Uh, the Heat of the Night. 
Oh, okay. And Rod Steiger's a white guy for once. <laughs> That's not true. Anyways. Uh, anyway, number one was a scene from Jaws. I don't remember. Oh. I don't remember the actual scene, no. But, okay. Where um, the girl gets eaten and she's dragged on the water. Yeah, it probably was the opening scene. Oh, um, Jeebus. I was going to say. But during that, like, they interview a bunch of different... It's like we are the '80s, like kind of celebrities, but they're like celebrities from horror movies, which are like <laughs> they're not really celebrities, but <laughs> yeah. But then they would have like directors because like directors nerd on this shit. So you had like John Landis and Peter Jackson and stuff like that, right? And hey, I Landis, think, I think it was Landis who said he loved Wolfman because the Wolfman would strangle his victims in those old movies, like. <laughs> They were so, like, innocent. He looked all scary, but he'd find his victim and just strangle him as opposed to, like, in his movie where they, you know, devour people yeah, and everything. Yeah, Pretty funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so people, check it out. If you guys haven't checked it out, you should. Yeah, I think since then they've made, like, even, you know, 20 more scarier movie moments because there's been, you know, 10 years of movies. I, I always kind of like those. Uh, AFI does that. Um, I don't know if the Bravo one was the AFI, but... Uh... Probably not if they're having the interviews. But AFI will do all those movie lists where they'll be like the 100 best villains of all time or the 100 best heroes. Or, yeah. Um, and I disagree with like <laughs> 75% of it, at least the ordering for the most part. But uh, they're always fun to watch. It's always fun to go through the those lists. Yeah. And isn't AFI's 100 list coming up soon? They do it every 10 years, I think. Really? I mm. think it's coming up. So... Nice. Yeah, for the next podcast, we should figure out when the last one was and try to guess, like, anything over the last ten years that's going to make it in. I haven't seen a movie in a long... Uh, a scary movie in a long time. Well, that's... No, that's just no, no. movies in general. He's talking about, like, Citizen Kane and... Like, the oh, 100 greatest oh, movies okay. of all time. Yeah. I see. I mean, I'm... I'm guessing Jack and Jill will be on there. Is my first guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Click, Some yeah. Adam Sandler. Yeah, like, well, they'll be the, yeah, they'll, they'll crack the top ten for sure. All right, so back on topic. Before we leave this, since you were mentioning Frankenstein and our favorite monsters, so I would I said it was a close, uh, probably between uh, Werewolf and um, Dracula or Wolfman Dracula. I'll go with Dracula because I know I dressed up as Dracula for Halloween one time. <laughs> Did you guys ever dress up as any of the monsters? Uh, I dressed up as Batman. Universal monsters. Oh. No, I don't. I don't think I've ever done any of them. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, me. I know my my brother did do Frankenstein. I remember that. And I did Dracula, but that might be it. I mean, what I know we weren't werewolves, and I don't think so. Anyway, all right. Hmm. We done? Yeah. All right. It's time for Neom News. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was y'all. All right. So I don't have too much news other than um, some reviews. All my stories are back on. So, <laughs> uh, I finished watching um, when it finished airing Land, not Land of the Dead, uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. It was all right. But the season finale was kind of lame, I thought. I know some people liked it. I thought it was lame. Um, kind of hard to root for these people after some of the stuff they did. <laughs> so... Um, that was all right. Um, I think I mentioned last week, or, like Gotham is terrible. Why do I watch it? This last episode was really good. Probably the best episode of the series so far. 
So that's going to keep me interested a little bit longer anyway. So, I gotta get, so if I want to get to that episode, I've got to get through how many? 20? Yeah, 20, five, six, what? I don't know. <laughs> Yeesh. Um, yeah, just watch that episode. <laughs> right. I, yeah, it's like I know pretty much most of the, the lore now. So. Yeah. And then, because this one actually felt like a Batman movie. And it, to say it almost felt like a, a Batman movie because it was very similar to like a like Batman Three, the the first from what's his face, uh, Batman Forever with uh, Jim Carrey and yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what the director's name. Anyway, Schumacher. Schumacher. I um, don't care. <laughs> parts of it felt a little bit like that, which would say, oh, "Why would you? Who cares?" But it actually made it feel. I don't know something something Schumachery about it made it feel more like Batman, which made it more likable to me. So hmm. there was a lot of neon lights and no, there wasn't the neon stuff. There was no neon stuff or no freaking no, nipples on bat suits or anything. Mm-hmm. But something about it was it reminded me of it anyway, and I liked it. Um, okay, Flash and Arrow started back up. They're old. <laughs> Season premieres were pretty good. Um, Flash definitely better than the Arrow. So, so again, I'm about. Yep. I managed to get through another couple episodes of season two of Arrow. <laughs> I don't know how much more I can keep going on that. <laughs> yeah, well, like there was kind of get... like like where I'm now. There was kind of a big reveal, just interesting. But then they just keep going back to the goddamn island. Oh yeah, and every time they go back to the island, I'm just I'm like I'm like Brian, just like. Ugh. <laughs> like, like rain of fire, just uh, I can't believe we're doing we're watching this again. Yeah, they don't stop. They can't stop. season season three. They get off the island, and you'll be wishing they're back on the island. And then, <laughs> then, then, well, then there was like the, the fucking episode where they literally go back to the island. Oh yeah, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll, I'll warn you if if you're really struggling through season two, then you should probably stop because season three is ridiculous. Yeah, oh, really? I really get bored. Maybe I, I'm watching Flash season one right now. Talk about spoilers for Arrow. But Arrow. I've seen season one and two for Arrow. Yeah, so, so that's interesting. Like those, there's a lot of episodes that tie together, and so I don't yeah. know if you went to go watch like you're doing. Yeah, you could have stuff spoiled or not make sense at all. I don't, I... <laughs> Barry Allen becomes a Flash. <laughs> spoilers. So. But yeah, those shows are back on. I'm happy. And um, there was one other thing I can't remember now. If I remember it, I'll interrupt one of you guys. Alex. Uh, so DC a while ago announced that they wanted to make a uh, workplace comedy with some of their uh, properties. Like a sitcom type of thing. Yeah, I heard about this. And Marvel's going to swoop in and do it better than they are. <laughs> <laughs> they just pitched a, uh, a series uh, called Damage Control to ABC. Right, which is based off one of their comics. Yeah, if you guys don't know, Damage Control is a little bit lighter, and it's the company that kind of deals with all the stuff, the construction, reconstruction, I should say, of all the superhero mayhem that happens around the globe. Oh, okay. So it's it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, and some you know big names from time to time work for Damage Control. So, yeah, like the other ones be, who go in awesome. and like, yeah, they go and clean up Spider-Man's webs. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they like dissolve that. after thirty minutes. Come on, man. 
that's the kind of stuff that I heard they talk about. It's stuff like that, like funny stuff where they'll do that or She-Hulk sometimes helps them out, and I think she was their corporate lawyer for a time. I don't know if she still is, but <laughs> yeah, damage control. So I'm how come, looking how come to She-Hulk that. just looks like a like a really in shape, super hot green woman as opposed to the Hulk, who's literally a Hulk? Because how come she doesn't Hulk out. Because it was a blood transfusion that gave her her powers. She's right. perma- She's permanently that green and tall. Right, but why isn't she like ridiculously? Because they like, were only cousins. Dense? Bruce, she's only Bruce Banner's cousin. That doesn't spoilers. Explain Bruce anything. Banner is the Hulk. And uh, so what you're saying doesn't. It was a, it was a blood transfusion. She wasn't actually exposed to gamma radiation like Bruce Banner was. So she's not really a Hulk. She's just green. And so super call, strong so, and so tall. So calling her he, She-Hulk is kind of species. She is She-Hulk. She's green and she's eight feet tall and she's super strong. Is she eight feet tall? Yeah. I don't think she is. Okay, seven point five. Sorry. I don't. I think she's like normal height. Like tall, no. but normal height. No, she isn't. Seven feet tall. Nerds. Moving. Let's move along. Yes, please. Moving along. Scott. Did you anywhere in news, Alex? Uh, no. Okay. Flash season one. Go watch it on Netflix. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, some news hit today, yesterday. Uh, Ant-Man 2 has been greenlit. And they're going to push back. Black Panther and Captain Marvel because of it. Oh man, I wanted to see Captain Marvel. Yeah. So, Black Panther 2018, Captain Marvel 2019. So those are still a long way away. So we're not going to see Captain Marvel in anything, basically. Maybe they'll have her in Civil War? Like, mention her or something? I don't know. Well, Black Panther will be in Civil War. Okay. It's like they got to do something to start... uh, uh, integrating these people if they're going to ever show up in um, an Avengers movie. Yep. But which they might not have to. Uh, I guess, but all these people are technically like Avengers in the comics at some point or another. Uh, so, anyway, so Ant-Man 2, and the title is Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, Spoilers. So we're going to see some more uh, Evangeline Lilly, which I am okay with. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you... You guys feel about it, but uh... I like the Wasp in the uh, Avengers Assemble cartoon. She's yeah. pretty funny. Hopefully, they, you know, they. It was a little weird that they they kind of hand waved the fact that she wasn't the one in the suit. She was clearly the more capable one. <laughs> yeah, because she wanted to be a superhero and yeah, beat up bad guys yeah. and stuff. And Hank Pym is like, well, I just want a microscope and study. Yeah, like, well, she's answer so cool. I mean, it makes sense that she didn't want her want his daughter to get hurt. But uh, anyways, so oh, you're talking about the movie. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I'm still oh, talking you, about the cartoon. Oh, you haven't seen the movie yet? Not yet. Okay. Well, anyways, I'll get on that. Uh, I'm looking forward to that whenever that hits in 2017 <laughs> at the earliest. All right, you got a few movies in between then and now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is I saw the trailer today was for the Sherlock Christmas special, which looks amazing. And uh, look at Lumpy. If anybody, <laughs> if, if, if anybody's a fan of the Benedict Cumberbatch, Martin Freeman, Sherlock Holmes, BBC, it, it's a television show, but they're basically like, each one's like a movie. 
Yeah, I, just, I have uh, to catch up. Three, three, three episodes. There's only been six. Is that right? Or has there been nine? I have no idea. I think there's been nine because I've seen the first six. I haven't seen season three. Okay, so yeah, so there's nine. They just thinking about this one is it's the classic take on Sherlock. So they're in the 19th century. Ooh, nice. Um, in 19th century London. So I don't. I, I think they're just going to play it straight. They're not going to make very many references, at least to the to the modern day show. Hmm. But yeah, it's all old timey. Uh, and yeah, it says the Christmas special, so I'm assuming it's coming around this Christmas. Listen to it on your Victrola, kids. And, yeah. and just one episode, just one big movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they're about ninety minutes long. Yeah, and I don't know if there's any other work on a fourth season. Okay, it's got to be pretty tough now because Benedict Cumberbatch is in everything. Yeah, and Martin Freeman's oh, no. not. It's not that far behind him mm-hmm. in the, the work he's putting in. So. Yeah, so did you guys ever watch the show Extras with Ricky Gervais? Yeah, I've seen a few episodes. Ah, I should watch it. So they did the typical BBC thing. They had like two seasons of like not even ten episodes each. But then he they had a holiday special, Christmas special, and that was like a full-length movie or close to it, which I thought was really cool. Like they, they do it right there. The show was funny, but didn't really have long – you know, you couldn't really much go longer than two episodes, two seasons, and then they have the movie and – it was perfect. So if you guys haven't watched Extras, I would watch it. Yeah, bug bugs the shit out of me that they, in in jolly old England, they they call them, instead of seasons, they call them series. So we'd say season one, season two, season three. They would say series one, series two, series three. And Why does that bug the shit out of you? Because a series is the whole thing. It's one series. It's one whole year. Yes, and a chip is a french fry over there. Get over it. Do you know what they call a quarter pound of cheese in France? <laughs> it's not Royale. Jeff can tell you that. Yeah, aluminium. <laughs> aluminium. Uh, yeah, so the stupid... Coupe. Who's the... What do you call the the beef eater at the Tower of London made fun of us for saying aluminum? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Lieutenant. Did he laugh? Yeah. No, I wasn't talking. That guy would kill me. I want to see SAS dude. I I want to see an Englishman defend Lieutenant. All that other stuff, I'm sure there's some argument to be made about, like blah blah blah. This is that's it's said because of this, but there's no way Lieutenant is pronounced Lieutenant. It doesn't make any sense. It's a tradition. Mm. Anyway, and they made fun of Arizona for buying London Bridge. Well, it was falling down. Falling down. Falling down. All right. It's time for Star Wars Trivia. Or no, wait. Star Wars <laughs> 5 List. Yep, yep. List. Get it. Yep, yep. Right, All right, Scott, since it's your list, why don't – or no, wait. Out, what? Yeah. My huh? list. Yeah. Jesus Scott's Christ. list. Uh, <laughs> it's, my, it's my list, and it's our, our five favorite lines from the original trilogy. If you had to line from one of the other ones, that's fine too, I suppose. <laughs> Not to me. All right, so my number one, uh, I only went Number with... one? Yes. So it's... it's are, we starting, are we starting with number ones and oh, going my number, to five? Sorry, my number five. Sorry. Okay, Jeebus H. Sorry. Well, it's the first thing on my list, so <laughs> I confused myself. Number five. Number five. My number five is from Yoda, and it is the... 
the ultimate motofuck, the you do or not do, or do sorry do or do not. There is no try to mm-hmm. his response to a whiny Luke. Uh, Jeff, what's your your fifth? That was a good one. Um, mine is, and there's a special reason for this. <laughs> Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. <laughs> <laughs> I know why this is. All right. I had a keychain, and it, had Boba, it was a Boba Fett keychain. You push the button, and that's the only thing it said. <laughs> and that thing lasted, like, my brother got at me for Christmas or something, and it lasted like six years. <laughs> Captain Solo in the cargo hall. I don't even remember it slowing down, to be honest. I think it's, if I knew where it was, it probably still worked. See, that's how awesome that thing was. By the end, did it sound like it had a New Zealand accent? Yeah, I know. Then they changed it on me. <laughs> Oi, put Captain Zilla in the cargo hold, Mike. <laughs> so there you go. Hey. Okay. Alex, you're number five. <laughs> My number five is... Uh, I tried to pick unconventional ones, the unpopular ones that everybody, you know, loves. Because that would be easy. So my number five is... Wait, you mean you you tried to avoid those? Yes, I did. Okay, okay. My number five is Uncle Ben. I told you to forget it. What Luke is talking about? Oh yeah, I think he means old Ben Kenobi, and Uncle Ben's like, eh, I think he died the same time about you, same time that your father died. <laughs> and Luke is like, Wait, he knew my dad? I told you, forget it. Like Uncle Ben, why would you even say that in the first place? It's ridiculous. Number four. <laughs> number four. Uh, my number four. Uh. Another yellow line. <laughs> uh, fear leads to anger. <laughs> anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. The way he says suffering always cracks me. Suffering. So you do it. have a prequel line. Yeah. Jerk. Hmm? Is that a prequel line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he says that in... Anna oh. Menace. Scott, you son of a bitch. He doesn't <laughs> say that in Empire? No. <laughs> what does he say in Empire? What am I thinking of? I don't know. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I picked one. <laughs> yeah, you sure shit did. I'm on record as saying I'm not the level of Star Wars fan that you guys are. So, come on, Scott. You should know that one. All right. Anywho, Alex, you're four. My number four is C-3PO. And this is like, I like this line very much because it's the cleverest thing he's ever done in all six movies. And uh, when uh, it's in A New Hope and (laughs) the stormtroopers come in, the dude bonks his head and C-3PO is just knocking from a locked door. And as soon as they open, it's like, oh, they're madmen. They locked us in here. They're headed down to the detention level. If you hurry, you can catch them right now. Completely fooling the stormtroopers. I thought that was the cleverest thing ever. Okay. Jeff. Um, I, I have more than five. I'm trying to see if I combine these. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're back-to-back, and if you read them really fast. So, okay. Um, since, <laughs> all right, this is, since Scott did, um, mine's Unamunatafa. <laughs> <laughs> it's a and, piece of porch snippet. And yippee! Chesco Sabuba, the Sherpa to Chapa Chawa. 
<laughs> Damn it, I should have done that one. It's not on my list. Honorable mention. Is Wizard on there anyway? <laughs> That's on mine too. So I had Unamunatafa, Yippee, and Wizard. <laughs> okay, let's go left. Is Pudu on anybody's a good line? trick. Sorry. Pudu. Yeah. And not to mention... <laughs> That's more of a sound effect than a line. But... All honorable mentions. Alright. Uh, number three. Number three. My number three is kind of related to Alex's. Ooh. To talk about how C-3PO was very clever. Mine is about Han Solo in the exact same situation. And he just completely fails. <laughs> they're on the Death Star. Uh-huh. They're in the detention block. Uh, they... He radios in <laughs> after they someone calls in about blaster fire. He says, uh, we had a slight malfunction, but uh, <laughs> everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. <laughs> We're all fine here. Thank you. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> that was perfect delivery. He goes, he goes from roguish badass to like, yeah. everything's fine, situation normal. <laughs> Freaking gold. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. that is one. I didn't. I forgot about that one, but yeah, that would definitely. Too. How are you? <laughs> it's fine now. How are you? Uh, negative, negative. Uh, we got a small reactor here. <laughs> reactor leak here. Uh, give us a chance to lock it down. But yeah, the right at the end, it's like, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff, you're number three. Um, damn it. All right, it's it's, it's it's whiny Luke. <laughs> well, I was going to the Tashi station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> What's that flashing? They're like just all his whiny voices. Carrie. <laughs> and now here are the power, the power converters. converters. <laughs> That's a good line, Jeff. <laughs> Alex, yeah. number three. That's it. My number three is actually a Vader line. Ooh. And up until this point, you heard Obi Wan talking about the Force and everything, but when Vader, well, it wasn't even Vader that initiates this, but he starts force choking. Is it? It's Mati, right? Admiral Mati. Sure. <laughs> and it just says, "I find your like faith disturbing." <laughs> he's killing this guy, a high-ranking Imperial official, and he's choking him with his brain. It's yeah. Awesome. It's like, whoa! This is what the Force can do. Holy shit! <laughs> Well, that guy was stupid to, pack, to, to talk smack on Vader. Well, yeah. he didn't really believe in the Force up until he got choked. Yeah, well. He didn't realize he'd killed all the younglings. And he meant, <laughs> he meant, Vader meant business. Uh, Jeff, yours. All oh, right. you did yours. Oh, wait, uh, you did your number three, right? Okay, so uh, number two. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two uh, is from the Emperor. <laughs> just the perfect like he's such an evil dick uh, and I love it but my favorite one is the oh I'm afraid the deflector shield would be quite operational when your friends arrive that's just... from the prequels also oh no <laughs> no it isn't no that's from return yeah I'm... that's from return of the Jedi he's just fucking with you <laughs> I wanted to see how far we can play with your head F you guys <laughs> Funny. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> Be quite operational by the time your friends arrive. <laughs> <laughs> you want this? 
Don't you? Don't you? <laughs> Take it. Strike me down with all of your hatred and your journey to the dark side will be complete. And then right. an Audible mentioned to that one. No. <laughs> no. No. All right. Uh, Alex, you're number two. Uh, my number two would have to be <laughs> Han Solo. And is one of his many times of telling C-3PO to shut up. <laughs> just never tell me the odds. Oh, Pretty good. Hilarious. The, the uh, chance of successfully navigating an asteroid field are seven, uh, 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Honorable mention Princess Leia. <laughs> when C-3PO. He's like, but sir, you can't be seriously like, shut up. <laughs> oh, 3PO. <laughs> the Star Wars whipping boy. Jeff, you're number two. Um... From my point of view, my point of view, the Jedi, Jedi are evil. evil. Yeah. Oh, she what evil. have I done? No. <laughs> I hate sand. It's like, it's, it gets it's everywhere. That, forget, that forbidden kiss you never should have given me. It's because I'm so in love with you. All right. So my last two, I'm cheating because they're my two favorite characters. Well, they're my favorite character. I love them all, but there's a couple lines from each. So I'll. <sighs> Salacious Crumb. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'll do my, my hand solo lines, and it's the I know mm-hmm. from Empire. It's very tempting to put at the end of my list. Yeah, it's nice. And uh, the one from, yes, I bet you have. He <laughs> blows Greedo away. Babalu. Honorable mention. <laughs> Jawa that says Babalu. <laughs> Ricky Ricardo, Jawa. What did he He's got tons. The whole stuff, the dialogue with him and Princess Leia about scruffy-looking nerf herder and who's scruffy-looking. There are tons of them, but I just picked a couple. I just assumed kiss a Wookiee. I can arrange that. And well, honorable mention. It's not a. It's not a line, but when he when he's hacking the bunker on Endor, and he, I think I got it. <laughs> the look on his face when the extra set of doors closes. Ah, brilliant. <laughs> Oh, right. Solo. All right. Uh, number one. Numero uno. Is from Vader uh, in the all-time twist. No, <gasps> I am your father. To which Luke says, no. Yeah. Scott, what's the full That's line? That's not true. That's impossible. The full line? Yeah. Search your feelings you know to be true. No. That, That's what comes go. after. He doesn't say, Luke, I'm your father. Correct. That's the mostly misquoted. Yeah, it's yeah. just, no, I am your father. Okay. Yeah. That's what I said. I he told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. <laughs> I did not I sound like Mark Hamill. I don't know who that sounded like. That's how he sounds. He doesn't sound like himself when he says that. He yeah. told me enough. Slaughtered them all like animals. Yeah. All right, Jeff, you're number one. Or did you already say it? I haven't said it yet. Um, okay. So mine's Vader. I didn't do I'm Your Father because that's just obvious. So, yeah. um, But it's awesome. I did Your Powers Are Weak, Old Man. Mm. Nice. I am altering the deal. Pray don't alter it any <laughs> further. <laughs> I am this deal's master. getting worse every time. And the best line ever is Apology Accepted, Captain Nita. <laughs> oh, damn it. I should have put that on there. That's oh. the greatest an empire. He's just killing people left and right. <laughs> uh, yeah, the dead corpses haven't even hit the ground, and he's promoting people. And 
Oh, it's awesome. Uh, quick, quick, because you're talking about Vader. Quick honorable mention. Uh, did you have the the big Darth Vader piggy bank, no. Jeff? Yeah, the Darth. Or maybe Vader Brian did. Yeah, we my my brother had it where it would it was like a like a foot tall and you push the button and you do different quotes and Vader would like animate slightly and the lightsaber would light up. And my favorite line out of that was the impressive. Most impressive, Most impressive, but you are not a Jedi yet. And then we play the music. It was awesome. Anyways, Alex, you're number one. But I, I had the Darth Maul one. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> the most annoying bank in the world. <laughs> Anywho, my number one is uh, uh, one of my, of course, my favorite. It's a very serious line. When uh, and it's only one word. When. Uh, Darth Vader in Return of Jedi finally brings Luke to the edge of the dark side, and this is what tips him over. Said, "If you won't come to the dark side, perhaps she will." And then Luke says, "Never." <laughs> and then he, because that's the point where he fully goes into the dark side, mm. and he brings himself back. It's awesome. Yeah, that's where the whole plot falls apart, right there. What? Why? Once you go down the path of the dark side, forever will it consume nah. you. That's all they say. No, nah, because his metachlorian count was too high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's like, he's like Bilbo with the ring. He's resistant to the dark side. He brought himself back. Just like he brought um, Vader back. Okay. Uh? He came from... Behind. <laughs> Honorable mention. Honorable mention. All right. Uh, somebody had any more quotes that they want to throw out here? Otherwise, uh, oh! let Jeff wrap it up here. Um, yeah, Alex I, and I can quote. All, we can quote all three movies if you want right now. No, man, let's <laughs> Don't not worry, do Lando. <laughs> no, wait. I thought you said you was blind. We've analyzed the attacks. There is a possibility of danger. Should we evacuate? Why just take a few of them with us? Evacuate in a moment of triumph. I think you underestimate overestimate the chances. All right. Um, so I have These to are Jar Pinks. <laughs> Boo! That's it for this episode. I got to pick our Star Wars topic and our movie. I have a movie. I totally forgot about the Star Wars topic. Um, <laughs> top five lightsaber colors. <laughs> I couldn't name five off the top of my head. <laughs> there's a lot. I could name four. If you yeah, can't only... games and stuff. Okay. Um... Um, Alright, just top five peripheral Star Wars characters. So not Han, Luke, Leia, Darth Vader. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Son of a bitch. That was going to be my likes list. Alright, well. Alright. Go. Um, all right, that's that. So come up with that list. And then for scary movies, let's do something scary, but I don't know if it's a Halloween movie. But I want to talk about Signs since <laughs> yeah. M. Night Shyamalan, is, I best guess he's back with his latest movie. So let's talk about Signs. M. Night Shyamalan, ding dong. Thanks for listening, everybody. I saw Signs. Eyes to aliens. I heard an article that Ace of Base was actually a Nazi game. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't see the side. The Nazi side. The Nazi side.
And this is 98. <laughs> so, what does that have to do with Superman? <laughs> uh, it means we're super for getting to 100. 